Well, good evening. It is with gratitude and warmth that I welcome each of you on this special evening on the second Sunday of the Advent season for our Advent Vesper service tonight. This service has been a time-treasured tradition in our community over the years, and we are delighted tonight to hear the offering of worship presented by our seminary singers and orchestra and our newest singers and our wonderful children's choir. They have all been prepared and led by the Reverend Danny Key, who has used not only notes and technique, but taught in the ways of how to glorify God in leadership and worship and with grace. And we're so grateful for his leadership tonight and thankful for those who have been working tirelessly to prepare for our time together. It is their act of worship tonight to present their gifts before the throne, and we will join them with our voices and our prayers. And as we join tonight in a continuous spirit of worship, we will refrain from applause until the very end of the service. But instead, we will respond with grateful prayer and song to words that we have known through ages and new songs and the words of scripture woven in with narration, both ancient and new throughout the service. And as we do so, may we witness the kingdom, the power, and all the glory to God in this holy season. Let us pray. Almighty One, Emmanuel, God with us tonight, we journey with you to Bethlehem stable as a newborn king, our ears attuned for the songs of angels, our eyes alert to see Bethlehem's star. And so, Lord, warm our hearts anew with the hope of Christmas and the promise of a Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.
the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling with us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Glory. Glory. In the words of St. John Chrysostom, behold, a new and wondrous mystery. Our ears resound to the sound of the shepherd. It is no soft melody, but a hymn chanted across the heavens. The angels sing glory. The archangels blend their voices in harmony. The cherubim hymn their joyful praise. The seraphim exalt his glory. Behold all humankind, with the angels join together in praise. He who is from heaven, now for our redemption, lives with us here on earth. And those who are lowly are raised to heaven by God's divine mercy. Glory! What can I say? And how should I describe his birth? The wonder of it all fills me with awe. The ancient of days has become an infant. The one who sits upon the glorious heavenly throne now lies in a manger. The babe who has come has broken the chains of sinners and set the captives free. He has announced the shame will become honor. Disgrace will be clothed with glory. Glory to God in the highest.
Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak kindly to Jerusalem and call out to her that her warfare has ended, that her iniquity has been removed, that she has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice is calling, clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness, make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Let every mountain and hill be made low and let the rough ground become plain and the rugged terrain a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all flesh will see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken.
consider Jesus. Though he was God, did not cling to his rights as God. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. In the words of St. Augustine, he lies in a manger. But he holds the world in his hand. He is nourished at the breast. But he feeds the angels. He is wrapped in swaddling clothes. But he clothes us with immortality. He does not find room in the inn. But he makes a temple for himself in the hearts of believers. For strength took on weakness. That weakness might become strong. Therefore, let us marvel at his human birth. From it, let us learn the lowliness which such loftiness assumed for our sake. Then... Let us set our hearts ablaze with love so that we may come to his eternal day.
Inconceivable by Stan Keith. My mental powers can't conceive. The truth God calls me to believe. The gift he asked me to receive at Christmas. God wrapped in flesh, incarnate word. What doctrine could be more absurd? A stranger tale I've never heard among us. That Mary's egg was fertilized by God's own seed, I'm scandalized. My intellect is paralyzed and doubtful. That God would take the form of man, eternity within a span, omnipotent power in baby's hand, sheer madness. Such thoughts made Herod reason why and say, this baby has to die. His claims of kingship are a lie. I rule here. So he performed an act of treason, and trusting only in his reason, he murdered children in the season of gladness. Could I, like him, be so unkind, and in my darkness, be so blind, the light of light I cannot find besides me. Somehow I know this child, though small, has come to save or judge us all. Will I before him choose to fall in worship? Or will I see him as a threat, although we haven't even met, and choose my path and make my bet on me? O oh Lord, give sight that I may see, and with the magi bow the knee, and make this babe my Lord, not me, King Jesus. Send your spirit. Lord, I pray, impregnate me with life today and bend my will to your own way this Christmas.
Just a moment of personal privilege here to say some thank yous. Uh, first of all, yesterday afternoon I called Alvin Whitworth and he told me this is the first Advent Vespers he has missed in 35 years. And he says, I will be back next year. And I told him we were counting on him. He's doing really well, making progress, so continue to pray for Alvin. With that being said, we are so blessed to have the gift of Julie Tennant. And she steps right up to the organ and has been invaluable to me, certainly, and to the whole seminary singers, and we appreciate her so much. Uh, Charlie Fiddler did not make it into the program, and uh, here's the thing about sound guys. When the only time they get a look or any credit is when you hear a screaming mic or a mic doesn't come up, right? But Charlie has spent hours, literally two days, right in this room, making sure everything goes well tonight, and it is not easy. There are lots of moving parts. So, Charlie, we thank you. I personally want to thank Hunter Bethay and his chapel team. Uh, they're not in the program, but without Hunter and his team, this would not happen. And I, I can't sing their praises, and Hunter is such a great leader. Uh, thank you, Hunter, wherever you may be, right there, okay. Um, I want to thank Al Beers and Jenny Bowles, who are both adjunct professors here. Al is the uh, professor of guitar, as you might have figured out, and uh, he'll be playing more. He's very versatile, and Jenny Bowles will be featured on our uh, closing number, Amen, and they are such a blessing, and the exciting thing is we're going to add a piano instructor in February for spring um, semester, and all of this is because Jonathan Powers, Dr. Powers, has not given up. He just keeps pushing, and uh, thank you, Jonathan, for all your support. We have five section leaders and a president who do a fantastic job. It's really becoming more and more of a student-led choir, and they, knew who, they know who they are. I think their names are in the, the bulletin, and I thank them for all their hard work. Allison and Christian Clore are uh, student workers. Again, all of the details behind the scenes they have helped me with, uh, they're amazing. Um, most of all, I want to thank these singers. 98% uh, of them are volunteers, and they are busy, busy people, just like you are but they cannot live without singing. And we've had a great, great semester. We've sung seven times in chapel. That might have been one too many, I don't know. But uh, they uh, have been such a blessing to me and to this community. So um, thank you, thank you. 
this past summer, the word glory kept coming to my mind. And so I started to think, well, maybe that needs to be our theme for tonight. And uh, then uh, I heard a sermon uh, in fall semester um, from Dr. Joe Donjel that was amazing on glory. So I knew that that had to be the theme. And I spent some time talking to uh, Dr. Donjel, and he gave me some wonderful insights and ideas that we've tried to incorporate tonight. But Hebrews 1.3 says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the, ma of the majesty in heaven. So when you see glory in the Bible, usually it's visual, radiance, the glory of God shone. Uh, most of the time, it's visual. And you're about to see the glory of God on these beautiful children's faces. What better way to see the glory of God? Uh, and I want to thank Laura Hunter for all her help pulling this choir together. We've had a great time, haven't we, Laura? And uh, we hope to continue this. But we're going to sing a wonderful song that Michael W. Smith made famous several years ago, and I think you will see and feel God's glory. Christmas time.
This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. In the words of Diedrich Bonhoeffer, only the humble believe him and rejoice that God is so free and so marvelous that he does wonders where people despair. That he takes what is little and lowly and makes it marvelous. And that is the wonder of all wonders, that God loves the lowly. God is not ashamed of the lowliness of human beings. God marches right in. He chooses people as his instruments and performs his wonders where one would least expect him. God is near to loneliness. He loves the lost, the neglected, the unseemly, the excluded, the weak, and the broken.
Let us pray. And now, O God, our eternal Father, though we can add nothing to your royal beauty, you who are the immortal, invisible King of all ages, we humbly ask that you receive our heartfelt adoration and that you use our praise to open the eyes of all of your creatures to an ever clearer vision of your radiant glory and redeeming love.
Our closing reading is taken from Isaiah 9, 2 to 7, and of course the context of that great text is the emergence of the Messiah as the light of the world. And so traditionally, we of course close the service with a candlelight uh, service, singing Silent Night with the help of the children and others. So I will light the candle from the Christ candle there, and then I'll light our ushers, and then it'll of course spread throughout the congregation. Please remember to... Um, Tip the unlit candle to protect yourself from the, uh, the, the uh, falling wax, etc., as you pass the light. Hear this reading from Isaiah chapter 9, 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of the deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born to us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace. For the throne of David, his kingdom, he will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time and onward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Amen.
street. This is a night to remember. As you go taking the light into the world, receive this blessing. May the God who spoke, let there be light, and began the act of creation. May the God who by his incarnation declared that light has shined in the darkness, and the darkness would not overcome it. May the God who chases the darkness of the cross with the light of resurrection. May this God grant you the fullness of inward peace and goodwill and charge you to take the light of the world to the world hungry to receive him. May we witness his kingdom, his power, and his glory. Amen. Go in peace.